Hey everyone, I'm Israel Fair, and you're listening to Bring Your A-Game, the Yahoo Canada Sports Podcast. What's up everyone, Israel here, and I'm happy to bring you a special edition of the Bring Your A-Game Podcast. Karina LeBlanc, who you'll see all over our platforms as we ramp up our Olympics coverage, slides into the host chair and talks to Janine Becky and Shalina Zadorsky of the Canadian women's soccer team as they prepare for their first Olympic experience. I enjoyed listening to this conversation, and I hope you will too. So without further ado, here's Karina. All right, so welcome. Okay, thanks. Are you guys excited? Yeah. Introduce yourself. I'm Janine Becky. I'm Shalina Zadorsky. Zadorsky? Zadorsky. What's your name? I don't know why you tell me that. So, tell the world where you're from. Janine? Janine here. I'm from Denver, Colorado, originally. 303. 303. And where's your Canadian roots coming here? Saskatchewan. Okay, oh boy. Look at that. You? Alright. I'm Ontario, so I'm from London, Ontario. Grew up in Kitchener and moved back to London. And here you are. So you guys, Rio. Insight, closer, first time. Take me through, Shalina, mm-hmm. what just hearing those words mean to you. Gets my heart going. <laughs> um, I think excited would be an understatement. Um, I mean, it's always a dream, and to be this close to it with this team and this incredible family that we have here. Um, it's it's great to be around people who inspire you every day and know that that's in sight. So, it's pretty special to you. Did that on Monday? Yeah, I think it, I agree with Shalina. Excited is an understatement. Um, John's done a really amazing job putting this team together, but I think um, we have we get to take responsibility for this culture being as being what it is mm-hmm. and. To be able to be so close to a dream that for those who haven't been there and mm-hmm. for those that have getting to do it again with this group, um, I mean, I've heard multiple people say that have been there that this group is special and that this group can do something. Um, and we hope, you know, to get back on the podium and make Canada proud. But to be this close and to actually see it um, just doesn't quite feel real yet. And I don't know if that ever will. Yeah. Um, but like Shalina said, it definitely gets the heart going. So you can see it, you can almost feel it too, right? It's like the nerves start going and all that fun stuff. So, like for me, I know when I was younger, my Olympic moment was seeing Donovan Bailey win the gold medal and cry and like his passion in his eyes. Like that was my Olympic moment where I was like, wow. What was your Olympic moment? I mean, if I think to recent, it would obviously be the USA-Canada game. Um... An unforgettable game and in 2012. Yes, okay. yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think just seeing the fight it took to get that bronze medal and seeing the the passion and the grit that came out and seeing players like Diana Matheson score the winning goal. I think just that entire Olympics and that team and what they did for Canada. Um, I mean, that obviously. Was absolutely inspiring, and then um, thinking of other sports, I think of Michael Phelps and him being a Michigan grad, like I am, um, and just I was actually I actually read his coach's book, and I think together they've formed this bond that's really really cool, and 
to see him fighting to go back to Rio. I mean, mm-hmm. it's an incredible, incredible sporting event, and I think to be a part of it is really a dream come true. So where did you watch the game? I was actually at school in Michigan, and I was able to watch it with one other Canadian in a room full of Americans, so it was a difficult time. But you stayed through, did you? I did. I might have cried a little bit, but... What was your reaction when the ref made the call? It, it was stunned. Yeah. Like, absolutely stunned. Like, speechless. And all the birds Yeah, yeah, exactly. How about you, Janine? What was your Olympic moment. I think mine's a bit different just growing up in the States and having the, you know, Team USA always around me with media and things like that. And um, I definitely take pride in, you know, living in the States for my entire life, being born there. But I also now have found such a pride in being Canadian. I've been playing for my family's country and wearing this crest and I'm so extremely excited to do that. Um, But I think I have to agree with Shalina with that 2012 Olympic experience. I saw it from a different side. Just, you know, I was like, you know, either team that wins in this game, you know, I'm for both because mm-hmm. I've spent too much time in both countries and I have a heart for, for both places. I definitely think that the stun was just as much for me as it was for her. But um, just to see the resilience that that team had to mm-hmm. win bronze and now to be around those players and know exactly what they went through in those times where, you know, outside outsiders' perspective, they don't get to see that. But to know that team personally and now be teammates with those people and see why they did it, how they did it, and you know what they've learned and who they are because of that experience just brings a whole other side to it. And so to get to know um, those people on a personal level, I think that's my Olympic moment. Like I want to yeah. do that for myself and um, have that same pride and do it with, like Shalina said, this family because there's nothing like it. So when you put on that jersey, obviously you grew up in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. So when you put on that jersey. John always said there's two people that get to wear that across their heart. Those that protect the nation and those that inspire the nation. Where does your inspiration for Canada come? Where you can truly say, like, this goes through my mind when I put this on and this is what makes me proud to be Canadian. Yeah, I don't think that I, I played for the U.S. and the youth systems and I wore their crest. But I never felt the same kind of thing that I feel when I wear the Canadian jersey. And I don't know if it's a describable feeling, but it's just this feeling of being where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. This is home, this is my country, this is who I want to play for, and this is who I want to protect. Um, And like I said, to get to do that with these people and get to do that for my family, um, I feel very honored Mm -hmm. um, and full of pride and have a very full heart for Canada, and that's not necessarily something that I've ever felt before. So if you guys fast forward to Rio, right? So you guys are gonna go in a couple days early, go into the Olympic Village, Mm -hmm. okay. What have you guys envisioned that moment? Like, have you envisioned, like, because as a little kid, I'm sure, like, as a little kid, you go through and you're like, oh, I scored the winning goal and we win the World Cup or we win the Olympic, you know, and you, you picture yourself. Have you actually thought about that moment of, like, walking into that Olympic village and your dreams becoming a reality? Yeah, I mean, I thought about that moment, but what I think about most is being on the pitch and hearing our anthem and just having that feeling that you've given everything you possibly can to win for this country. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. You got little goosebumps. I know, right? <laughs> Can't see the goosebumps through the oh. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I have a similar reaction, but for me, like thinking about it as like a dream mm-hmm. is 
so much different than thinking about it as, oh, this could be reality in three months. Um, and so there's like, you know, you get the, the goosebumps thinking about it because you're like, oh, this is what I've wanted to do my whole life. But then it's like so real. And again, such an indescribable feeling to think about, you know, wearing the giant maple leaf on your back mm -hmm. and walking into the village never and being like, oh, Canada's here. And yeah, we're here and we're gonna yeah. do damage. And I think that's what I think about. Do like, damage. Is that yeah. you talking trash? We're gonna do damage. <laughs> we're gonna bring the house down. So, is your family thinking of coming or what, what's going on? Yeah, my mom and dad are gonna make the trip. So that'll be fun. They'll be there for the group games, which will be really good. Um, I remember my first international tournament under 17s in New Zealand. I could see and hear my dad in the stands of 13,000 people, so I'm looking forward to that again. Tara's never changed. No, okay. no, I'll hear him. I'll, I'll recognize it. Yeah. But, my um, mom was saying 60,000. Yeah. There she yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> miss you. Good to see you, Mom. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. How about you? Um, my family's not making the trip, but I will. Again, still be hearing them on the field because yeah. my mom's voice never leaves my brain. <laughs> um, so they always they always support from afar. So I'm not worried about it. So let's think. Let's go back with this. So this older generation. What's one piece of advice that has stuck with you from somebody on the team? I got an answer for this one because it came from you. It came from me. Um Last year, Cyprus, we had. One of the best conversations, one of the most memorable conversations since I've been in this environment, and it was just to be present um, and to just live for the day, not think about yesterday, not think about tomorrow, but um, to be present with the people that are around you in the in the place that you're at, whether that's you know training or in a game or just you know sitting around a dinner table, but just really truly being present. And I don't think that I've ever felt like I understand that more than I do now. Um, and so that's something that I've really carried with me for the past year. Oh, I got goosebumps. Oh. <laughs> okay, what have I taught you? Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but for many of the players on the team. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to narrow it down just because I've been fortunate to live with Steph and Dee, mm -hmm. so I've learned so much from both of them. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also think of like Ree and how she carries herself. Um, but I think like one thing that stuck with me is Dee was speaking and she was asked the question, if you could go back to your younger self when you're playing for the national team, like what would you do differently or how, like, how would you make that experience more kind of fulfilling? Um, and I think just as simply as she said it, she just said, I, at a younger age, I wish I believed that I could make more of an impact mm -hmm. and believed in myself to come out and regardless of her age, go out there and be an impact player on the field. And I think that was just something simple that stuck with me that it's kind of like that if not now, yeah. then when kind of thing. So that kind of stuck with me that, yeah, I'm here to make an impact right now. Um, not in the future when I'm older, but right now. Love it. So, okay, so I'm going to name a couple people, and you say the first thing that just comes to your mind when I name this person, okay? Oh this doesn't have to be formal. To name or Yeah, no, when I go to you, I'll just say oh, okay. it, and I'll go boom, okay? So you say anything? This. Yeah, first thing. Okay. Just first thing. Don't even think about it. There's no right or wrong answer. Turn it off the okay. Turn off the okay. bag. It's gone, okay? Shalina. Melissa Tankardi, go. Funny. Hilarious. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ree Wilkinson. 
Hilarious. <laughs> Blunt. Blunt. Um, John Hurdman. Passionate. Oh gosh, there's a lot of words that just came to mind. You got, you got, you got to get, you got to get one. Intentional. Intentional. Um, Steph Lobby. Meditation. Goofy. <laughs> uh, Lisa Chapman. Weird. Unique. So <laughs> Jose Belanger. Cute. Kind. Yeah. Aww, so cute. cute. Desiree Scott. Destroyer. Like, she's just cool. She's just cool. <laughs> she's just cool. She's yeah. just cool. If you were stuck in an island on this team, Ooh. who would you be stuck with? Gosh. I think I'm going to say, like, I think, I think I want to say Steph, because she, like, loves to camp. She's really outdoorsy. I think we'd find our way together. So she'd we'd be you. Well, no. No, I think I have to contribute. But we'd be a good partnership in the island and getting off of it. I okay. could see that. I think okay. I'd have to go with Dee, you know, Princeton. Yeah. Knows her way I thought of around. I know. Brain. I almost yeah. said D. But I brain. think that she's, she's the robot, though. We need to get her <laughs> <laughs> She's definitely out of the We're stuck on an island. We need to figure out again. But I think I might drive her crazy before we get out of there. <laughs> That's a possibility. <laughs> Not sure she would pick me. This was the question. I'm geared towards her. Okay, so family atmosphere. Family's everything. You guys step on the podium, right? And it's all about the journey, right, and the process. And you guys saw the 2012 team step on the podium and cry like a baby. Let me give you advice. Try to cry elegantly because there's so many life-size pictures of me crying, like, horribly. I wish somebody would have told me. Okay, so fast forward. You're on the podium. The flag is rising. This moment has finally happened. What's going to happen? I think for me it would be just gratitude for the opportunities I've been given, for the people who have inspired me, for my family who have supported me along this journey. I think it would just be so thankful to the other people who made it possible. I think for me, like, finally comes to my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, we have, as a group, we started this journey in November. And to stand on the podium, with that gold around our necks at the end of August, we'll just be like, look how far we've come. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this for nine months. We've trained for this for nine months. And it's finally the moment where we get to look back and say that we did it. And this was us. And we get to say thank you, like Shalane mm -hmm. said, to people that have endured this nine months with us because Lord knows that there's ups and downs in this yeah. kind of journey. Um, and the people that, you know, come into your lives and impact it in different ways and say thank you to each other mm -hmm. um, for, you know, the trust that, that we gave each other and for the coaches and the trust that they put in us. And it's just like this feeling of like we finally did it yeah. after so long. I think sometimes people don't understand the true sacrifice and commitment it takes, you know, from friends and families. It's almost like, I remember for last Olympics, I sent an email with 50 days out saying, hi, I'm not available for the next 50 days. I'm going to Olympics. But it was almost like, don't reach out to me. Because it's almost like you really have to get into this mindset and zone of outside issues cannot become part of this business trip. You know, so it's interesting because when you get up there, you're crying your own tears, but you're crying the tears of like everyone along this journey. 
I think one one last question because I want everybody to know like the two of you guys' journey was not easy to be here. Like you both had been released at some point too from the national team and you guys had resilience and you came back. So I guess what was the one thing that kept you so focused on this end in mind? Because I think it's for like the people listening, everyone goes through some, some tough times, right? And, and it's like, people need to connect. It's like not everyone's training or going after being an Olympic hero. But there has to be something within you because a lot of people, when they've been told they're not good enough, they step away and they feel they're not good enough. You know, and I know your journeys and I could probably answer the question for you. But what was it that was inside of you that never gave up hope? and made you like believe in yourself? I think for me, it comes back to my faith, just this entire journey that I've been on through soccer my entire life. No matter what was happening in my life, going through you know losing a parent and um, going through that struggle, soccer was always there. Um, and it was always a constant in my life. And so to go through trials where you're cut, it's like, well, I don't want this constant in my life to be gone because this is what I have a passion for. This is what I've done for you know, 18 years now, um, and this is what, this is what I do, it's not who I am, mm-hmm. it's what I do, but it has 100% contributed to the woman that I am, and um, to be cut, and not necessarily be told, I mean, for a lot of people, you know, sometimes it's the blunt, you know, you're, not, you're just not good enough, and at that point, I was just not good enough at that time, um, and very thankful for that experience now, because when you have people in your life that are, care about you enough to be honest with you, um, it helps you grow because if it wasn't for being released last year, there's no way I'd be sitting in this chair. Um, so I think just what kept me going was the faith to know that if I put the work in, if I stay determined, then this is going to continue to be a constant in my life and something that I can come back to and something that has brought me my best relationships that I've had in my life and will continue to. I mean, look at someone like you and you find your best friends through this team and that's where I want to be in 10 years. Yeah, I think for me, um, I mean, the journey has been incredible, um, but I think there's something to be said about being knocked down, and it's not just in sports, it's in, it's, it's in life, like, it, it happens, but it's how you respond to it, and I think I'm the type of person that if I didn't respond with an unwavering, like, desire to keep going and to show myself that I could do it, I think I would regret it. And if I gave up, I, I know I would regret it. And I felt, I truly felt like there was an opportunity for me. And I knew I had places to grow. And I was fortunate for that growth in um, both my abroad seasons. And I think the Pan Am Games, I came back and I showed that I had grown. And thankful for the opportunity there. And I think anything that has reward there's work and there's struggle with it. And to, to truly appreciate something, um, it takes time and it takes a constant um, commitment to excelling each day. So I think anything that truly rewards you, it's going to have its struggles. And for that, uh, I'm thankful and for that I've grown. Well, Jesus, you guys are just so wise, <laughs> you know? 
You know all my years. And all your years. <laughs> well, it's exciting to chat with you guys, and thanks for being part of this lovely podcast and sharing some of your being vulnerable. And uh, I think it's awesome. I think you guys are going to inspire a lot of Canadians just by being you. So just be the best you. Love you guys. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this special edition of the Bring Your A-Game podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Israel Fair, follow Karina at Karina LeBlanc, and of course, follow Yahoo Canada Sports at Yahoo CA Sports. Take care, everyone.